Good morning, God's wonderful people, people of God, saints of God. A beautiful and glorious day it is today to give God thanks. A beautiful day to give Him honor and to give Him praise. Another day to live and make His praise glorious in this earth. This is our time, this is our day to stand and declare that our God reigns. Our God reigns sovereign over all things. Our God reigns sovereign over all life. And it should be our prerogative every day to show forth His praise. And one of the ways we show forth God's praise is by loving those around you. The love we express, the love we share is a depiction of the God we serve. And if we are not able to show that love, then it means that we have not yet so met Him. Because our God is love. God is love. And therefore those who serve Him and worship Him must be love. Are you showing love? Are you demonstrating God's love? Do that today and let today be a day filled with the love of God. In a broiler room, it is impossible to look into the broiler to see how much water it contains. But running up the side is a tiny glass tube that serves as a gauge. As the water stands in the little tube, so it stands in the great broiler. When the tube is half full, the broiler is half full. If the tube is empty, the broiler is empty. How do you know that you love God? You believe you love Him, but you want to know. Look at the gauge. What's the gauge of our love for God? Your love for your brother is the measure of your love for God. This was... Lucian's reaction. Lucian is a Greek writer. Upon observing the warm fellowship of the Christians, this is what he wrote. It is incredible to see the fervor with which the people of that religion help each other in their wants. They spare nothing. Their first legislator, Jesus, has put it into their heads that they are brethren. And Tertullian wrote, It is our care for the helpless, our practice of love, loving kindness that brands us in the eyes of many of our opponents look they say how they love one another look how they prepare to die for one another what is love it's silence when your words would hurt it's patience when your neighbors curt it's deafness when the scandal flows it's thoughtfulness for another's woes it's promptness when stern duty calls. It's courage when misfortune falls. Beautiful writings there. But it speaks to a very important aspect of our lives as believers. That our love for our brothers and our sisters are the gauge that measures our love for God. We have to understand that if we don't love our brothers and our sisters, if we don't show love to them, if we don't really love them, then we can't say that we love God. And that was Jesus' own declaration. We must love those who are around us. And one question the scripture asks is, how can we say that we love God whom we cannot see and yet hate our brothers whom we can see? The thing is, those whom we can see should be the easiest recipient of our love. So if it's so easy for us to say we love God, it should be much more easier for us to love our brothers and our sisters 
whom we can see. And that's kind of an implication of that statement. In our text that we are having under study in this series, Galatians 5 verse 13 to 26, we are looking through this text and we are pulling out all the truth or some of the truths that it declares. And yesterday we look at the negative imperative given in this second imperative of this chapter. This um, second indicative imperative structure of this chapter is in verse 13 where it says, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty, only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. And in this verse here is given two imperative. There's a double imperative here. And the first part of the imperative says, Use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh. And the second, which is positive, says, But by love serve one another. So we looked at the negative yesterday. Today we want to look at the positive. The positive imperative given here by our, the writer Paul through the Holy Spirit. But by love serve one another. By love serve one another. By love serve one another. Here Paul highlights for us and declares that we must serve one another. But we can't just serve. We don't serve by anything else. We serve by love. It must be by love, not by duty. Not by constraint, not by someone forcing you to, not by a whip over your back that you serve. We must serve by love. The controlling factor here is love. And the controlling condition here is love. Out of love, let's serve one another. This word love, in the English context and in our context, or rather I should say our Western context, love has been watered down to be just an emotion, how you feel towards somebody. But love is more than that. The very Hebrew word that is, is translated to mean love is a Hebrew word which means to give. Basically, that's what it is. Love is giving. Because the letters used to make up love is the letters Aleph, Beit, and He. Aleph, He, and Beit. Sorry. Aleph, He, Beit. So it's Ahav. Ahav, that's the Hebrew word for love. Now, Ahav, you know that Aleph is one, He is five, and Beit is two. We know Aleph, it points to God, and Beit points to creation, and also it points to the Son, because it's the second person of the Trinity. He is the second person in the Trinity, and then the He we know that points to and and, and, and and means to give and also means grace. So if we put that together in a similar way, it's simple, it means one gives to two. In its gematria, it's one gives to two. So it's where the one gives to the other. But also it declares that love is God giving his son. Even then, from the very beginning when this word was coined, it, coined it, is, it was coined with a picture of God giving his son. And it's declared in John 3.16. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That is love. Here in the text, it doesn't mean that God loved the world so much that he gave his son. What the, the word so there, it means in this manner. 
So what it is saying to us, this is how God loves the world. That he gave his son. So it's God giving to the world. It's God giving of his son to, 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 for the world. It's declared in that word for love. That Hebrew word for love declares that. It's a prophetic utterance in that word. So every time you say, I love, remember, God gave his son. We are required to love others in the same way because we are told that husbands should love their wives even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, for her. So that is the level at which we must be showing forth. That's how love must be expressed by us. It must be the act of giving and it's a giving of self. A picture that we need to have that the Hebrew rabbis have concerning love is that love, as far as we are concerned, we are only capable of self-love. That's the only love man is capable of. So the only way a man can truly love another is when he sees himself in another. So the other person, he must see himself, he must see himself in that person. He must see that other person as himself and so love that person. And that's what it means when it says you must love your neighbor as yourself. God knows you're only capable of self-love. So the only way you can truly love somebody else is when you see yourself in that person. When you see that person as yourself and therefore you'll do to that person what you want to be done to you. The act of giving of yourself for another. That's the core of what love is. So when Paul says serve each other by love, he's actually declaring that you begin to love the way you should always be loving. Serving others. Now serving others here friends, when Paul talks about serving others, we have to understand here that he's not talking about just merely just giving towards people ben um, beneficial uh, benevolence. Giving to others through benevolence. That's only one aspect of love, you know. It's giving of yourself, serving others. It means you are spending yourself for the benefit and success of that person. You are working for that person's success. You are laboring for that person's success and achievements and advancement. It means that whatever I do, I am doing it so that my brother can be the best he can be. So the times I spend, I'm spending it for the betterment of my brother. Here's a principle of success, friends, that we have to employ as believers because it comes from the scriptures. And the world has it using it, but the church of Jesus Christ is not paying attention to it. There's a principle in success here that you cannot achieve success without people. If you want to achieve success, then you've got to learn to serve people. And the level of your success is determined by the amount of people you help. So the more people you help is the more your success will be. So in other words, the more people you help to gain their success is the greater your success will be. That might sound strange, doesn't it? But it's there in the scriptures. Matthew 7 verse 12. Whatsoever you would that men should do unto you, do ye even so to them. So the more you do to others what you want to do, what to be done to you, is the more it will be done to you. Because the same things you do to others will, will be done to you. The Bible never says it may be done. It says it will be done. Whatever you do to others, it will be done to you. Whatsoever he would that men should do unto you, do he even so to them. 
Because as you have done, it will be done to you. So if I do it to one person, maybe it's going to be do, done to me one time. But if I keep doing to everybody I meet, it means that it will always be coming and flowing my way. Here, friends, we must garner this truth from this text. That if I am going to be a soldier for Christ, if I am going to be engaged in this battle, I must learn that one of the acts of this battle is that I must love and serve others, serve my brothers and sisters by love. By love, serve one another. By love, spend myself for my brother. By love, take time out to ensure that my brother has success. Take time out to see that my brother is gaining success in what he does. Whatever my brother does, I must help for him to achieve that success. I must be at my brother's help and heed so that he can have success in what he does. We talk about this many times, that I love you. But when we say I love you, we must understand that it means I'm taking time out to ensure that you succeed. I'm taking time out to ensure that you have success in what you do. I'm taking time out to ensure that you are protected, that you're provided for, that you're cared for. That's what love do. Love looks out for the good of the other. The picture of this is given also in the book of Acts when it says that in the time when the church was just budding, it says the apostles, the, the disciples, the believers never considered anything they possessed to be their own. But every man considered their possession for the common good of everybody else. In other words, what I own is not mine, it's for us. That was how they lived in the early days of the apostles, in the early days of the church. They lived with that sort of solidarity that everything I possess is for my brothers and sisters. That's love. That's love. Friends, we have to understand that love is a magnitude of expression. And in this battle that we fight, we must ensure that we are showing love. There was once an old man traveling on a railway train. He accidentally broke one of the regulations of traveling on that train. And he was unmercifully treated and called out by this young train employee. Later, another passenger said to him, he suggested to him that he give the employee a piece of his mind. But the old man just smiled and responded by saying, Oh, if a man like that can stand himself for all his life, I surely can stand him for five minutes. That's an expression of love. Love is expressed in so many ways. Because when you look through the eyes of love, you see things differently. Take for example, this 36-year-old mother who was discovered to have cancer at the advanced stage. One doctor advised her to spend her remaining days enjoying herself on a beach in Acapolo, Apolco. Rather. A second physician offered her the hope of living two to four years with the grueling side effects of chemotherapy and radiation treatment. She penned these words to her three small children. I've chosen to try to survive for you. This has some horrible cost, including pain, loss of my good humor, and moods 
I won't be able to control, but I must try this. If only on the other side or the outside ch chance that I might live one minute longer and that minute could be the one you might need me when no one else will do. For this, I intend, for this, I intend to struggle tooth and nail, so help me God. These were the words penned by this mother. Because, you see, that was her love for her children. Because she was concerned about them. She was giving of herself to them. This is the extent to which love will go. But never the extent to which a person who just feels mushy will ever go. The moment trouble arrives, they're gone. The moment the struggle gets hard, they're gone. That's not love. That's some mushy feeling you have called infatuation or lust. So here we are, friends, we must understand. When we talk about love serving others through love or serving others by love, it is spending yourself for the good of the other. It is spending yourself for your brothers and your sisters. Let us strive and endeavor to serve each other out of love. By love, let's spend ourselves for each other. Let's give ourselves for the good of the other. And when we do that, nobody will be left behind. Here we have seen, friends, that through love and by love, we should serve one another. We have seen that the very mark of our faith in Jesus Christ is determined by how we love each other. The only commandment that God has given that is considered to be the greatest commandment. Because here in the text Paul says, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That is the one rule, the one law, the one command that fulfills all the law. To love your neighbor as yourself. So for those of us who would like to talk about you know, striving for perfection, here is perfection. Love your neighbor as yourself. Here is complete fulfillment of God's law. Love your neighbor as yourself. And for those of us who like to talk about, hey, I'm doing all I can to obey the commandment. Here it is. Love thy neighbor as thyself. This is the one thing God calls us all to do. Love your neighbor as yourself. By love, serve each other. By love, serve your neighbor. By love, serve your brothers and your sisters. Serve by love. Let's pray. Father, I thank you today for your love that you have poured out upon our lives in your Son dying on the cross for our sins. He died so that we can live. He gave himself so that we can have life. He gave up his life so that we can live life in his fullness, life eternally. He gave up his life so that we can live to the very extent of being with you always. He gave his life so that we can have that union with you. And today as I commit myself into your hands totally, we pray, O oh God, that you will take our lives and mold it and fashion it for your glory and cause that we'll become the living example of your love in this earth. We give you thanks and we give you praise, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day now, my friends. And do remember that God loves you and I do too.